All right, all right. Welcome back, friends, to That Won't Preach. I'm Paul T. Johnson. I'm excited to share another episode with you all today. Take Up Your Cross, Episode 3. We're going to dive into that in just a minute. I want to thank you for listening and ask that you would write a review. Please rate this podcast and subscribe so you don't miss an episode as they come out weekly. Every Monday morning, there's a new episode available. Share it with your friends. Tell a co-worker who needs to hear the message of the gospel, which is what we're going to be talking about today. I want to discuss what does it mean to follow Jesus, to truly follow Jesus Christ. We must embrace all he said and model our lives after him. Listen, there's a lot of ideas out there about what it means to follow Jesus. We have people who are calling themselves Christians, and quite honestly, their life does not reflect Christ at all. Or worse yet, you have people who say they're Christians and the only thing that changes about their life is what they do on a Sunday morning for an hour or maybe two. This is deception and I want to expose that today. So what does it mean to follow Jesus? Well, thankfully for you and I, Jesus wasn't vague about what's required of his followers and he actually left no room for ambiguity in answering this question, what is it mean to follow him. So I'm coming from Luke 9 today. I want to read you verse 23 and 24, and let's listen to Jesus's words. If anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life shall lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. So Jesus is saying here that if you want to follow me, you must deny yourself and take up your cross daily. This is what it looks like to follow Jesus. So in dying to ourselves or denying ourselves, we resist the things that we want in our flesh, in our natural man, the fleshly sinful desires that we are all born with. And we choose to deny those desires and those inclinations and take up the cross of Christ and be crucified with him to take on and receive a new heart and a new mind where you actually get regenerated and redeemed and you develop new desires and new inclinations because the spirit of God is at work inside of you to put your flesh to death and to raise Christ in you that he might be seen to the world. So in a nutshell, the gospel is not about you. It's about God. But we have people that are preaching a me-centered gospel, but it's a he-centered gospel. Jesus Christ, the message of the gospel is all about what God has done for us and who he is. It's not about us and what we've done or what we can do for God. The essence of this is that 
that we take up our cross and we follow Christ Jesus. So there is going to be death internally when we begin to follow the Lord. But again, we've appealed to people in their carnal flesh and we've tried to avoid these issues and we've asked people, hey, follow Jesus, but nothing about your life is actually going to change. No, there's a conflict and a confrontation from God to mankind that if you want to live a life that's righteous and holy and recognized by God as pure and Christ-like and worthy of the life of Jesus, then there's a whole lot of things about your life practically and your lifestyle and your choices and your friendships and what you do with your finances, etc. All of that is going to drastically change as you deny yourself daily and take up your cross and follow the Lord because whoever wishes to lose their life, you will surely find it. But if you're trying to save your life, no, you're going to lose it because it is possible to gain the whole world, all of the world's pleasures and lusts. It's possible to gain all that, to have the most money, the biggest house, cars, bank account, and lose your soul in the process. But if we lose our life for the sake of Jesus, if we lay down our plans, our agendas, our dreams, our desires, and we live for the Lord and we embrace that I actually have breath in my lungs right now, wherever you're listening to this in your car, at home, or at work, you have oxygen in your lungs. You are exhaling right now. You have life in you because God wills that you be alive and you were made for his glory. Stop seeking your own pleasure and your own gain and buying into the rhetoric and sales pitch of the world that says you're going to be happy if you do more for yourself. No, Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy because he loved righteousness and hated wickedness. And can I ask you something? When did Jesus ever do something for himself? I know this is challenging. We're in the middle of a culture that's screaming self-help, self-care, take a day off and just focus on you. But what if the goal, what if the aim, what if liberty actually comes by loving God and serving others and laying our life down that the life of Jesus might be manifested in our hearts and we begin to experience real peace and lasting joy and satisfaction because we're not living for me, we're living for he, we're living for Christ Jesus. So the goal of the Christian life is not to become a better version of you. It's not to make little improvements and just enhance the good behavior that you have and put to rest bad behavior. The goal is not to become a better version of you. The goal of Christianity is to become like Jesus Christ. And we become like Christ when we die to ourselves. Paul said that he was crucified to the world and the world was crucified to him. He said, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. 
I've been crucified with Christ. If you call yourself a believer in Jesus, can you honestly say and look at your lifestyle and your choices, I've been crucified with Christ? Are you living more for your own gain, your own pleasure, your own dreams, or are you living for the glory of God and putting Christ on display and finding your life and your purpose in Him? So the highest good in the universe is God's glory, not man's pleasure. When you come to know Jesus Christ, you trade in your own ideas about what's going to make you happy and you say, God, teach me what real joy, what true satisfaction really is. I want to find it in you. I want to connect with your heart from my heart and the depths of who I am. I want to experience your presence and your power at work in my life. But here's the deal. There is no resurrection life without crucifixion death. You cannot have the resurrection life and power of God at work in you without crucifixion death. It was Paul who wrote in 1 Corinthians 15 31, I die daily. What's powerful about this statement is that the entire chapter of 15 in 1 Corinthians, he's writing about resurrection and the resurrection of Christ and that those who have died in Christ will be resurrected with him. And in this context of the beauty and the power of the resurrection of Jesus, Paul says, I die daily. It's so powerful because it puts on display that if you want resurrection life, you must have crucifixion crucifixion death. And can I tell you something? Do not hide the crucifixion from new believers or from people that you're trying to lead to the Lord. Do not hide the the death of Christ and being crucified with him. You have people who want to preach a version of the gospel where it sounds like all my problems are going to go away. All of a sudden, I'm going to have more of this or that. And it's a materialistic promise. No, what if the majority of the benefits and blessings of following Christ Jesus were actually in the life to come because we're called to live in the light of eternity. We're not living for what is temporal or what we can have or see now. No, we're living for a kingdom that we cannot see, but one that is awaiting us, that's here on earth within us, but we're living for God's glory and for future gain and reward when we see the Lord in majesty, but not what we can gain in this life. Do not hide the crucifixion from new believers. Actually, there was a man that I led to the Lord and he told me in a a period in a valley that he was going through a few months in after following Christ. And he said, Paul, if you had not warned me how difficult this would be from the beginning, I would have quit and given up already. But because you told me the truth and because you challenged me from day one, I know that I can endure this because God is good and Christ is worthy and he's going to see me through this. Again, you can't have resurrection life without crucifixion death. People want the benefits and blessings of a relationship with God without the sacrifice and obedience that he requires. As broken, sinful human beings, we are constantly looking for the easy way out. But God has promised life and peace and joy and eternal satisfaction for those who would lose their life for his sake. 
Bob Gladstone, in his incredible book, Marks of the Cross, Bob writes, In God's kingdom, kings carry crosses. Crucifixion is more than the way Jesus died in history. It is his essential character, and he has the scars to prove it. So in God's kingdom, kings carry crosses because it is his essential nature. So if you want to look like Jesus and you pray a prayer and say, Father, I want to be Christ-like in my life. Can I tell you something? God is going to orchestrate a series of circumstances and situations throughout your life history that's going to produce Christ-likeness in you. God uses the troubles and the pain of life to make us like Christ. So if you're going through something difficult or hard right now, I want to comfort you that God is making you like his son and he is up to something good. He is working a plan in your life. You are not lost. You are not wandering. If you've called on Jesus, then you belong to the Lord and he is going to care for you and shepherd your soul and look after you. He's going to see you through this thing, but God is going to orchestrate situations to produce Christ likeness inside of us. So think about it this way. If I was never sick, I wouldn't know God as healer. If I was never poor, I wouldn't know him as provider. If I'd never been betrayed, I wouldn't know God's deep friendship. If I'd never been rejected, I wouldn't know his overwhelming love and acceptance. And I wouldn't be able to say, wow, I don't need people to like me because God really loves me. So with this perspective, pain and loss in life actually becomes the canvas this upon which God paints the beauty of his son in our hearts. Paul makes this comment in 2 Corinthians 4 that displays what I'm saying. Here in verse 7 he writes, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the surpassing greatness of the power may be of God and not from ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in our bodies the dying of Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may may be manifested in our mortal flesh, always carrying about in his body the dying of Jesus, that the life of Jesus might be seen and manifested to others. The body of Christ, the church, was meant to reflect Christ to the world through service. He said, by your love, they will know that you are my disciples. The love of God is sacrificial in nature. It is selfless. So we have to get delivered from self and begin to put on Christ and throw off the old nature and be learn to serve and give and love one another deeply from the heart and do it with a heart of gladness where we connect to the Lord and we're not saying, oh God, what have you done for me lately? No, we say, Father, you've given me everything. Jesus, you shed your blood on the cross that I would be delivered from sin, that the power of sin's grip on my life has 
has been broken because you were crucified in my place and I was crucified with you. So now I can live holy and righteous and blameless because the power of your grace and he that lives within me is greater than anything in the world, greater than any temptation. If you are under attack, if you are being tempted or accused by the devil, you can endure and you will prevail by the power of Jesus, by getting on your knees in prayer and pleading with God and crying out to him with a broken and a contrite heart. We do not overcome evil with anything other than good. That is how we respond in the face of evil as believers. We respond with good and good works and with service and with love even unto death. It says they overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives even unto death. They were willing to give up their physical existence that they could experience and know eternal life. So let me say it plainly with all the love in my heart. If you want to follow Jesus, you have to get over yourself. You're not a big deal. You're not special. God doesn't owe you anything. People don't owe you anything. When we follow Christ, we take up our cross. We die daily. We choose death in the mortal flesh that we might experience eternal life and peace. And can I tell you something? I have days in my life where I feel so spent. I feel so wrung out. I feel like I've given all that I can give. Let me tell you something. When I lay down at night and my heart is full of peace and my mind is clear and I have rest in my soul, there's a deep satisfaction that comes with loving God and serving other people that living a self-centered, me-centered existence could never bring. It always leaves you wanting more, feeling like you never have enough or like you're never good enough. What if we stopped focusing so much on ourselves and on our failures, on our insecurities, on what we're not good at, and we began to shift our focus and put it on Christ and become wowed and fascinated with the glory of who Jesus is and longing to see his presence manifest in our lives and his goodness become tangible and stopped focusing on all of these inferior worthless things that do not really matter. I want to finish here with a quote from my book Fight the Good Fight. This is from page 69 on day 16 Preach the Word. It's a 40 day devotional. Go check it out at Paul T johnson.org. I believe it will bless you and ignite fresh passion for Jesus and your devotional life. I say here, at its core, the Christian life is a daily death to self that Jesus might live in us by faith and through us in power. If someone tells you otherwise, they are lying and contradicting the clear teachings of our Lord. The message of the gospel is repentance from sin, not acceptance of sin. Christianity is not an upgrade from misery to mediocrity. It is not improving from deep despair to sadness. It is not moving from poor to fair, resignation to boredom, or from being hell-bound to merely waiting for heaven. Christianity is a powerful transformation from death to life, hatred to love, darkness to light, 
Turmoil to peace, shame to mercy, fear to courage, anxiety to boldness, brokenness to healing, mourning to joy, and ultimately from self to Jesus Christ. God wants to deliver you and I from living a selfish, self-centered existence and teach us that there's power and deliverance through the cross of Christ. And when we take up our cross daily, the power and life of Jesus begins to manifest in us and we find, wow, this is why I'm here. This is why God has put breath in my lungs. It's to know him by living living my life that others might be blessed. Who can you enrich in your life today? Who can you be a blessing to? Who can you serve? How can you give back? If God has blessed you financially, how can you be a blessing to others? Don't pray, God bless me. We should pray, Father, make me a blessing. That is other-centered, others-minded, which is the essence of agape love. It's the core of the gospel message. Let's live for the glory of Jesus Christ and not for our own selfish gain. Thank you so much for listening today. I pray this message has blessed you, encouraged you, challenged you as it has me to take up your cross for Jesus that God might be seen in the world. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend, write a review, rate and subscribe. You can also visit my website, paultjohnson.org and subscribe there as well. God bless you. Let's take up our cross that Christ might be seen. And remember, it was Dietrich Bonhoeffer who said, when God calls a man, he bids him come and die.